This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes with the next episode going back to the basics. This series was made to make you guys think of off-the-wall topics during the off-season, stuff that you might not think about prepping, um, stuff that you might not you know, think about doing, and this is a topic that I don't think gets talked about or people realize it very often, but it's hunting buddies and sharing intel. Um, we dive deep in with Josh Prophet on this one, and we get in the nitty-gritty of you know, how much is too much? Who should you send to? Who should you not send to? Really fun podcast, really fun topic to, to get into. Um, but let's get into the people that make this possible, starting off with Exodus Outdoor Gear. Guys, the new Rival Cell Cam is out and live, ready for you guys to order. That's a $179 five-year no BS warranty cell cam from Exodus. There's a great video on their YouTube covering the Rival Cell Cam. And this is a plug-and-go cam. You get, the, you get it out of the box. Um, you're going to scan that barcode on top. That's going to give your warranty right away. You're going to be able to war- get the serial number to warranty that camera right off the rip. Then you open it up, get the barcode for the Scout Tech app, put it up, turn it on, and that's it. There's no, there's no settings on the cam. It's a basic, plain Jane, thank you, ma'am, camera. Everything's done on the Scout Tech app. Um, real simple, and you change all your settings on demand right there on the Scout Tech app. They also they have a, a version where you can do it on demand instantly, or you can do it where it te- the next picture it takes, it will do the upload for you. If you want to switch from video to picture or time lapse or whatever you want to change into it, they give you two options there. Um, but that is a $179 trail, dollar trail cam, cell cam, that you're going to be able to get that five-year no warranty, that no BS warranty, and that theft and damage coverage of 50% off one camera if anything happens to that camera. It gets smashed by a baseball bat out there, 
or someone steals it or you know it falls out of the back of your truck something like that you get that half off guarantee from exodus um so don't miss out on that they are on the show circuit so if you guys are going to any of these shows make sure that exodus out isn't there you're gonna be able to get this camera in your hand and really get all the details from chad and jake um to really know what is going on um cameron as well is going to make it to a lot of the shows so let's get into the episode and uh, get josh on the line here all right well we got the famous josh prophet on tonight how are you doing tonight brother man i'm good i appreciate the hype yeah man um you've been on enough shows now where i i I normally do you know do a brief introduction of who you are and what you do but we were talking i mean man you've been on so many podcasts nowadays that uh, anybody that's listened to a podcast probably knows who you are but go ahead and give them a brief introduction there well josh prophet still the still the same og in kentucky doing the same things uh been grinding it out on the public land for about 16 years Nice. Yep. Yep. Been on Dad a ton, ton of podcasts over the years, including this one multiple times. But um, we had kind of talked about this topic on and off for a long time. Um, and then I I did my, my I'm not going to talk about this anymore on the podcast post. <laughs> and then you reached out and was like, hey, let's let's talk about it. So this is a great opportunity for me to talk about it, you to talk about it as well. I know Last year was kind of eye-opening for you, um, and I'm going to throw this in the Going Back to the Basics series because that series is about off-the-wall things that people don't really think about, and I feel like this is something that a lot of people don't really think about when they do. They just do it. Correct. Yeah, so we're going to get into – Yeah, I'm going to name it Hunting Friends and Sharing Information because I think there's two – there's two different ways to share information, one with your hunting friends and one with social media. And that's how we're going to break it down. So starting off, um, let's we're going to get into the hunting buddies. Okay. Now this is the close friend. All right. For a hunting buddy close friend, do you share trail cam pictures or intel with that said guy? Yes. Yeah. I, I'm the okay. same way. I say yes. And why, why do you do that? Um, you know, I got a, my circle. I keep it pretty small and I do have a couple friends that I really do trust. And, you know, if I'm being honest, man, I just like to talk deer and kick strategies off my buddies because, you know, sometimes I'm not thinking outside the box and I can't take credit for everything that I've ever done, you know? So it, it's nice to have somebody to bounce that, to be like your sounding board and bounce that stuff off of somebody you can trust. Yeah, I agree 100%. I had homie there for a long time who hunted with me every, you know, every time he went out. And for him to be able to, I say this, ah, oh, no, I don't really like that. I, and he says something, well, I don't really like that idea. And we bounce back and forth. It's really nice to have that. Um, but I believe that needs to be a close, close friend that you've, had some years hunting with. So if this is someone that's, you know, been hunting for a year or so and don't you knows a guy but don't really know him, feels like he's a pretty good friend, I would kind of tread softly in the waters at first. Um, and one good, one good term for me to know how far I'm going to stretch it with people is, I, I wanted to see if this was the same with you, is if I give intel, I get intel from them as well. 
Um, I oh, think yeah. I think that's you know a win win for both of us. If you get say you share a trail cam picture of the but the guy the first time and say hey do you have do you have you seen this buck and he says yeah, but he kind of leaves it vague at like that and doesn't send you anything back or talk to you about the buck, then I'd say that's a no fly zone for sharing intel with that guy. But if he comes back and says, yeah, I got, a, you know, here's a trail cam picture of him, you know, and I, I encountered him or blah, blah, blah. He's giving you some intel. I think that's a good relationship to have and one that you can continue to to pursue. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, I, I agree 100% to that. Yeah, so with your good, close hunting friends, um, how much intel are you giving them? Are you giving them all of it? The whole the whole kitchen sink. Are you keeping a little bit of nest egg for yourself, or how do you go about that? Um, I got three that I share with, um, and they pretty much they get everything. But out of the three, um, one of them, him and I really don't cross paths just because he's on private ground uh, so much, and um, it's to my knowledge, it's never bit me in the butt between them but we're talking you know more of a lifelong friend yeah someone that you've known for a long time hunted with you know kind of i think there's like a thing where once you start you know you're tracking deer together um you're you know you're when they shoot a deer they're calling you to help them find it like when you get that kind of relationship where they're giving up that kind of intel where they killed deer stuff like that that's when you can really start to stretch that out I also have a really close friend that hunts mainly private and he knows probably more than anybody and we dive deeper than anybody because it's it's a safe go-to. You know, he's not going to pick up what he's got going on and go hunt the deer that I got. Um and you know, we're we're mostly talking, you know, private or public ground here, but this also, you know, this this happens on private ground. It happened to me this year on private ground. And that's why I decided to go the way I went. Um, people were very sneaky about doing things and not telling you, but the reason it really burned me this year was the guy did it and then waited all year and then decided to tell me at the end of the year to kind of rub it in my face, um, that he got it from the podcast. And that's the only reason he was on the property, the neighboring property hunting it. He said, I wasn't even planning on going there that year until you said that deer was alive. Um, and he ended up killing that deer in November, and I continued to hunt that deer. And he could have texted me and said, hey, I killed this deer. No, he waited till after deer season was over to post pictures. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, you did me dirty, dude. And then and then say, yeah, the only reason I was there is because you shared the intel. And then that's, you know, that burnt me pretty bad. I'm like, it's my fault for sharing the intel, but... If a guy's going to go kill the deer, at least let me know when you killed him. You know, that's that's what I, I would it, it like. So, with those close hunting friends, do you guys hunt the same bucks? Uh, Yeah, there's times when we do. My best friend, we really haven't hunted together since 2019. Um, just been on bit different properties and different counties. Um, but uh, there's a co- an ex-co-worker that him and I... Uh, I've always been friends and we hunted the same property this year and he's been very respectful of me and I've tried to return that in the favor and it's, um, 
he knows how I am and, and I know how he is. And I mean, I, I really feel like that we both benefited from it because if I'm being honest, I, I, I'm more of a lone wolf, but I am a, I am a team player too for, you know, I, I like to see my friends have success. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I like, I want to kill just as bad as the next guy, but I love it when someone else kills it's especially if it's a friend or a, a, a buddy or, you know, um, I got a real good buddy <clears throat> that I just met on a public ground um, years ago, and he killed the second biggest deer on the property this year. Um, and I know how much work he put out there in the summer. And if he's listening to this, he knows who he is. Um, and I congratulate him pretty heavy on killing that deer because it was a huge feat. It's a deer that we've been hunting for a couple years, both of us. Um, I'd never actually seen the deer. Um, he had, and then he ended up killing him this year. Um, so if you have that kind of relationship, of course you want to see the guy do good. Um, and we hunt the same bucks. So we do bounce back at some intel. Hey, is this deer still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. He's not telling me where he got the picture of him. He might show me a picture. The intel's there, but it's not 100%. Oh, I got this picture. It was over here on this ridge, blah, blah, blah. And I do the same for him. I get a picture. I share with him. We keep the intel feed going, and we keep the friendship going. Um, and, uh, he's the kind of guy like, you know, if, if he shot a buck, I'd go out there and help him get it out. You know, we, we built that relationship. Um, but that, that is a big struggle for a lot of people is they got a buddy, they're hunting the same bucks. One guy thinks he deserved that buck cause he worked a little bit harder and the other buddy ends up killing the deer and there's some hella drama and some ended friendships. Just last year, I had a good friend that they hunted together for years and, all kinds of goose hunting, fishing, you know, shed hunting. And he killed the biggest deer on the farm and they never talked again. So it's one of those things. You get permission on my farm. I get permission on your farm. You know, we'll swap flop properties. We'll both have more options to go. Well, the biggest deer happened to be on his farm. He killed him. And it was a, it was a devastation to the friendship. So that's something that you got to think about if you're going to hunt the same bucks. Yeah, you know, something I've always told my buddies is um, big deer do funny things to friendships. And, you know, I lost one this year over some silly stuff. Um, but, you know, that that may sound a little bit lucrative, or, but, I mean, it really does. Like, big deer do funny things to friendships. And there are plenty of people out there. And there's probably people that's going to listen to this podcast that will play off you that, you know, that's just, that's the world we live in today. Yep. It's a hundred percent the way it goes. And I knew, I know we were going to chat about this at some point in this, but when, when you do the podcast, I know it's your, I had people post, you know, why, why are you going the route that I did? Why did the Patreon? If you wanna, if you wanna chat with me about the bucks that I got going on, you can you can do that. I know who's in there. I can limit it. We can have a good conversation about it. We can do live chats. There's a lot of stuff you can do in there that you can't do on this format. But I have people messaging me. Well, why are you mad that people you're saying it or you're putting the intel out? Just like you going on podcasts on my podcast, other podcasts, you're putting the info out there. Well, it's because we love to talk about deer, and I love the story. I love the story of whitetail hunting. I love killing giant bucks, but I love the storyline 
and putting it together and putting it out there because these giant bucks, I mean, the, the stories, every one of them are so unique. And the full, before podcasts, the, really the full stories, besides maybe a YouTube video where you can't really get the nitty gritty, was the only way to share, you know, showcase these stories. So that's why I go, I do this podcast and I talk about the bucks that I got going on. And I also want people to learn from my mistakes so they don't do the same thing. So why, why in the past have you shared hunting intel on podcasts and, and et cetera, instead of keeping it to yourself? You know, I'll be the first to admit it. And I think this, it's not really a hard pill for me to swallow, but I think that I was chasing a little bit of fame. You know, I, I wanted the uh, attention. Um, and I think that's, it's the same way for a lot of guys, especially a lot of uh, the new up-and-comers. You know, we all want our piece of fame. We all want the light shined on us. We all want the biggest deer, you know. Um, I'd say that had a little bit to do with it or a whole lot to do with it in the beginning. Um, you know, now as the years have went by, you know, I was kind of, I've went kind of the other way. I really don't care so much about sharing it. Um, and when I do share it, I, I try to be different about it. And next season, it's going to be way different. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same with me. You finally, you finally get to a point where you're like, it's enough, it's enough. I, I agree with you. When we, when I first started the podcast with homie, you know, you start a podcast, you're, you're trying to pursue something that you, you know, you love as a passion but you have you have to have a little bit of credibility for people to listen, to tune in, um, to be entertained, and to think that you're gonna. And the only way to, you know, bring your your story out is to talk about what you got going on. You know, there's no other way to to say you know that you killed a buck other than you tell the story that you killed the buck. You know, and for to have a platform where you release hunting podcasts or you film. You know, the end goal is to share the story, but the end goal is to reach people, you know, so we can pursue this, you know, dream of, you know, not doing it full time, but just being in the industry to be able to meet the people and have the relationships that you do. But the only way to do that is by showing what you got going on or, or for me from now on, I'm going to be sharing what everybody else has going on. That's willing to talk about it. And, uh, I, even when I, you know, go on other podcasts, I've been <clears throat> pretty, I've been pretty decisive in what I say, kind of change in the layout of exactly how the ground might be not lying, but not, I'm making it really hard to decipher what's going on, um, to limit people from going to said areas. Um, but it's crazy that this day and age that you have to do that. But people want they want the easy button, man. They're searching for that easy rip, and that's one way that they can get it. Um, but uh, I, like I said, I, I I think you're right, man. I think at the beginning we were both you know looking for the outlet because we love we love this, man. We want to be part of we want to be a part of the scene, and that was a way to do it by sharecasing. Because I reached out to you, dude, because you were slamming stuff and no one knew about you, you know, back in the day. And you were gracious enough to come on here five plus years ago, you know, and talk about what you had going on. Yeah, I mean, 
this year has been such an eye-opening experience for me. You know, I joined the Whitetail Addictions team um, with Lone Wolf, and, you know, I did a couple of their road shows in it. You know, I've, I've deer hunted my whole life. I've bow hunted over 20 years. Um, you know, there's people that's done it a lot longer than I have. But, like, you know, so when I talk to people, you know, a lot of my buddies have done it a long time. It's just, it's just, you know, it, we're just saying the same things over and over and over. Well, when I started doing these road shows, I realized, like, there's a lot of people out there that just really don't know. Like, yeah. they're... And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, and that's where they're doing the road shows and listening to the podcast. And, um, you know, with everything that happened with Bones this year, um, I think that I would love to help people out. And I think that's how I'm going to kind of gear my everything, my social media towards. But, man, I'm really going to limit what I say and what I do and what I show because – Man, <laughs> with the way the podcast industry is and YouTube now, I mean, everybody is hunting the same way, and nobody nobody keeps nothing in their hip pocket anymore. The, these guys hop on their podcast on these podcasts, and they tell everything. Yep, I I was that guy. I was that I mean, guy, dude. Just straight from, up breaking down breaking down bucks that I was still hunting because we wanted to chat about it and we thought it would be cool to share this information live because just like the story of freeze, you talk about them a couple of years, you share the information, then you connect on the deer and then you go back and you touch on how you, what information worked, what information didn't work, but it's kind of like a, um, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. So you don't, you don't talk about any of this, you don't talk about any of the deer. You don't talk about what you got going on. Then you kill said deer. Well, there's no history that you didn't just see that deer one day and hunt him and kill him. There's no backstory to the deer. There's nothing for the people that follow your, you know, your, your videos or follow your podcast to be like, oh, yeah, he was hunting that deer three years. Like, let's dive in and try to learn from the story. Because like you said, I go to the same shows you go to. I go to the same, you know, Iowa Deer Classic, the the Lone Wolf shows. There's a lot of guys that it's hard for us to imagine because we've been hunting so long. But there's a lot of guys that are one, two, three years in, extremely hungry to learn how to kill a buck, a de- just one decent buck. Like they're still trying to get that decent buck, you know, or the the second buck. You know, they killed a buck maybe, and that's why they're really getting into it now. Now they're trying to kill that second buck. So not sharing anything, like I said, is there is a negative to it, but it the negative doesn't outweigh the fact that people are the the value of the information that you're giving out isn't worth isn't worth the reward in the in the long term of being able to to showcase the story of the buck in full. No, it's not. And you know, like everybody says that like hunting numbers are down. And I can't speak for that. I really can't. But what I do know is that the the public land hunting is a trend now, and it's cool, and it's talked about. And, dude, there are so many people pounding these WMAs and these WEHA grounds and these government grounds. In Kentucky alone last year, Kentucky alone ran 11,000 new hunters through their hunter education. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And 
And like I said, it's it's because of, you know, that was that was the push. You know, there was there's low hunters, and but all the people running podcasts, all the YouTube shows out there, all the big shows, even like even the big shows are going public. Like a lot of the the big time shows have a public series or guys that hunt public. They're trying to showcase that um, because people love it, dude. People love they eat that shit up um, when it's public land because I feel like it's it's like, oh, I could do that. Like, that's something I can do. You know, when in the past it was, you know, your 90% of outdoor content before podcast and YouTube was guys that were, yeah, guys that own their land or guys that went to outfitters, outfitter after outfitter after outfitter and killed the biggest deer that the outfitter had to offer that year. That was the outdoor industry. There was nothing like there was nothing like this. There was some. I'll give credit to some. There were some people out there on public filming way back in the day on YouTube. But 98% of it was probably what you see on the outdoor channel. You know, it's just non-relatable stuff. But I remember when I was a kid, man, they'd be like, oh, yeah, we're down here at so-and-so ranch. And they'd just go hammer a slob. And I'd be out on some southern missouri public land where the biggest deer is probably 110 inches looking for an absolute mac daddy out there like this guy who just killed on the outdoor channel you know so i think people coming on podcasts talking about public land and letting people know what's out there is the reason it's so popular because it's something that everybody can do and like you said it's cool as hell there and it's it's great like i'm not complaining like by all means hunt get outside, get your kids outside. But the way that a lot of the, these deer, these guys are killing these big deer that, you know, and with the way that cell cameras are now and podcasts and just social media in general, like, man, these, myself included, man, we're really going to have to tone it back and think about what we say. Yeah. Um, because I've just been doing a lot of listening and a lot of research and I've been having, so many people message me lately over the deer I killed, the, the deer that are killed around here. And, um, man, it, people don't realize, you know, just because you're not from the home state, like how bad you can hurt a place for somebody or even yourself in the future. They don't think about that because they killed a 170 inch deer and they want to tell everything about it. Well, what they don't know is, man, you really may have messed that up for your, for your next year. They don't think about those things. Yeah, it's definitely a, you got to pick and choose. You know, you can share the story. Um, I think you can still share the tor- story, but you can't dive deep into the property or the ground or the area. Um, you just kind of, if you want to share it, you just kind of be got to be kind of vague. It just, if you want to, you know, if you want to post a picture and share it, just post post the picture and that's it. Nothing I else. Mean, <laughs> you know, no no intel, no nothing. Um, but Man, I love just like just like Dan uh, Bayou's has been posting those uh, Facebook posts the last few days, kind of of going breaking down his season after season. I love that stuff. You know, I re- I eat that stuff up, and I I'm not gonna go hunt his deer, but there's probably someone that's reading those posts that are like, "Holy shit, look at this giant that's on Dan's farm," you know. So it's it's very beneficial for a guy like me seeing the situations he was in and how he played it out. Um, so he's helping me, but he's also hurting himself a little bit, 
then maybe he don't even know, you know? I wouldn't even tell what state you're in. Yeah, I mean, I that, yeah, that, that's, that's there if, you're, if you're making a trip to Kansas and it's obvious that you're in Kansas, I wouldn't tell nobody anything publicly. I just, you know, and I've done that before, but I'm telling you, man, that it's starting to bite people in the butt. I mean, you can contest to that. Yeah, it is for sure. So getting into the second uh, bullet point for this, you know, we're talking about the friend that only comes around during hunting season. And I'm sure you have some of these. They get a couple good trail cam picks and they start sending them to you and they're talking about, you know, kind of what bucks they got going on and ask them what your stuff's looking like. And it's about that July, August time frame, you know. Um, how much intel are you giving those guys? A lot to them. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to do it. You gotta you gotta feed them the truth and lies at the same time, so they have no idea what is going on. Uh, I like that. that. I mean, I, I mean, I hate I don't I don't, I hate lying to anybody, but I have those guys that just they do you they will not pop up on my phone until deer season, and then it's ding ding ding. And I have one guy this year, good friends with him, like good friends with him for a couple years. He knew he knew that I was hunting my ass off and I hadn't killed yet. Hadn't talked to him for a month. It's middle of November, end of November. Hadn't talked to him for months at this point. Um, sends me three pictures of bucks that he's killed. I'm slamming it this year, man. What, what do you got? What, what, what's the problem down there? Why haven't you got it done yet? I'm like, dude, what, what, why do that? You know, that's savage as hell. This guy's out here struggling like a mug trying to get it done and uh, not not talk to just literally to rub it in in my face that he's he's killed bucks. That's the only reason he texts me. I'm not I don't I don't tell that guy anything anymore. And we used to have a pretty cool relationship because we didn't hunt the same deer, you know. So right. you're not sharing any trail cam picks any about where you're hunting, you're not te- you're not telling that guy anything. You're gonna have a conversation with him. Might be true, might be false. That guy don't know. That's that's your it's way about gonna be, it. It's gonna be false. I've been working. <laughs> I'm a savage when it comes to that, man. I mean, now if that guy comes and bounces some questions off me, I'd be more than happy to help him out. But when he turns things around on me, and and he's that guy. Uh, he he's not getting nothing from me, and and that same guy he can he can kill a deer and call me, and I'll go help him. But I just said it ten minutes ago in this podcast. Big deer do funny things to friendships, and I, you know, and I guess lying to people do, does too. But um, I've just been bit too many times, man. I just want to keep to myself. Yeah. Well, my, the way I go about it is if the bad thing is, is you don't know who that guy knows that he's talking to that might know where you're at. Well, that, that guy That's, is going to tell five yeah. or six people and then them yeah. five or six people are going to tell 30 people. Yeah. And all somebody has to do is get a trail camera picture of you, see your truck, see mm-hmm. your trail camera, see a picture of you standing in a field and know what field it is because that's, that's the way it is today, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. I know this probably happens to you as well. Is you know, we both run a lot of Exodus trail cameras, and 
Exodus is an awesome brand, but it hasn't been around as long as all the other trail cams out there. So people see an Exodus cam and they more than likely think that it's mine. Oh yeah. That happened to me in late December, early January. Hey man, once you start hunting Indiana, I was like, Oh man, I ain't been up there. Then he sends me a, a picture of my camera. Yeah. He's like, this got your name on it. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, that it's been out for a couple of years, man. It ain't got a card in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I started writing, you know, cause I was having the SD card thing going, which I've got, I got a new method for that, that I'm trying this year. Um, but I was literally writing, don't be a douchebag on the bottom of my camera. So when they walk up to it, they have to choose in that moment to be a douchebag or to not be a douchebag and steal the SD card. And I don't know if it worked. I had SD cards stolen with that wrote written on the door. I'm like, how? <laughs> Even if you planned on stealing it, you walk up there and in black permanent marker, it says that. How are you going to steal that card and feel any remotely no remorse about it? Like, this blows my mind. But that's they what I was doing. Had, yeah. He had freaking tampons in his back. Yeah. Right? But that's what I was doing. And then people caught on to that because my dumb ass said, well, this is my new strategy. And then guys like, oh, I wasn't a dude. Sends me a picture. I wasn't a douchebag. Automatically knows that it's mine. You know, I'm like, well, now I got to stop doing that. Like, but I run cameras everywhere. And people are just associating my camera with, oh, there's a big buck in the area. No, that's not how it works. I run a shitload of cams all over the place trying to find a big buck. You know, <laughs> like that's why I started doing the dummy cam method. I dummy cam the shit out of stuff because you cannot win if you talk about the content. And doing the dummy cam, that guy don't know if it's a dummy cam, don't know if it's not a dummy cam. I might have 100 dummy cans out there. I might have four dummy cans out there. You have no idea what I got going on. But if I say... I run dummy cams, and I do. Uh, I mean, what is a guy going to think? Man, does this thing really work? Does it not work? Et cetera, et cetera. I tried to get Exodus. I said, hey, guys, do you have any, like, back stock of cameras that just laying around that I could buy that, like, don't work that I could buy for dummy cams? Because people know that I run Exodus cams, and they're like, nah, man, we don't, you know, everything we keep, you know, we have for if someone, you know, some other cam goes out etc etc um but i called them guys and was like hey is there can i buy like the junk cameras that come in that people don't use <laughs> you know and he's like well we still warranty parts out of them and stuff i'm like okay i understand that you know but uh i've tried to go any way about it to 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 not do it but the way i go about it is if the friends you know if i have a good relationship i probably give away too much intel to him i might share a couple pictures he shares a couple pictures of mine I'm a little more lenient on my private ground stuff for sure. Um, I did, I only shared my public land stuff with just a very few minute um, people. One thing I have been doing with every trail cam post that I send out, I cut the date and time off. Every post I post on social media of a trail cam video, a trail cam, I cut the date and time off. Um, I've been doing a lot of not – I don't like to share a lot of – Daytime picks, um, because I feel like people can pinpoint an area a lot better at daytime. And then I've also been hanging a lot of cameras high 
on scrapes and stuff, and it's really hard for someone to find that 10 by 10 square in the woods um, because it's pointed straight down. You know, you're only covering a small area, then you can't see all the backdrop of the trees and the skyline or whatever. Um, because it's it's crazy. Guys like me and you who go to these public lands all the time, we can see something automatically know where it's at. Two years ago, a guy from out of state sent me a, put a picture picture on his Facebook story, getting ready to go out in Illinois, and first time in Illinois, or whatever. And it was his bow sitting on the back of his tailgate and he had a sticker in the back of his window and I seen that it was a gravel parking lot and I seen the tree line and I called out exactly where he was at and went out there and met the guy <laughs> like I was like hey man good luck I've had good success over here and here there you know and he's like how in the hell I'm like dude when you've been there a hundred times it just this shit just pops in your head you know oh yeah yeah, I mean, I'm amazed at how many people. Not only do they tell what state they're in, they tell what property. Yeah, that's that's insane. Like, literally, tell what property they're on. Yeah, and you know, I was on a big piece of government ground one time, and uh, the same guy that ended up stabbing this knife in my back over bones, like he literally like took pictures at the welcome sign and like. That was his his YouTube intro was this buck would killed here and I was like, dude, why would you do that? He was like, Oh, it's hundreds of thousands of acres. It's fine. And I'm like, No, it's not. Yeah. Like it may be four hundred thousand acres, but you just showed four hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I've done the same thing, man. Not showed like the parking lot or something, but Definitely showed features that if someone knew the area, they would know where it was at, you know, and that's on me. That's just something you have to learn over time. You're just trying to, you know, you want to film, you want a podcast, you know, you're trying, you're, you're trying to fill the waters and you just don't understand how savage people are at the beginning. It's something that you have to learn over time. Um, and eventually, you know, you get burned enough to, to just stop. And that's, that's what I did now. You know, I mean, if a guy wants to show support on the Patreon account and gets the inf- information from there, hell, I'll chat about him with the buck at that point because there's value in what I'm saying. But there's no value in, in just bird-dogging my work about finding a buck and then going there and hunting hunting the deer with, without even remotely putting any effort in the property, just being like, oh, that deer's in there? I might as well go in there and give it a shot, you know? So... That's 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 the way I'm going about it because I I really do love sharing info with people and chatting about it. I love chatting about shit. I do it with you. Like we're we're on a buck. I'll chat with you. Like what do you think, dude? What do you think? I do it with Justin Hollinsworth a bunch. Like I do it with Jake from Exodus. Like he does the same thing with me. Justin does the same thing with me. You know we don't hunt the same deer. We got a good relationship. Um, but you just gotta learn from that. So let's move on to the next one here. Social media. Okay. Or slash podcast. So let's go over podcast first. Um, from here on out, how much are you going to give on a podcast? Um, you know, you're, you're a pretty well-known podcast guest. You're a great podcast guest. You've had huge success. Are you going to go about more of a, a 
knowledge base and less storytelling approach or how are you going to go about it? I feel like the storytelling is definitely the direction I would like to go um, because it's the industry is so saturated, um, you know, with the how-to stuff. And if I'm being honest, it's like regurgitated. We're all talking about the same thing. And I feel like half of these guys that do a lot of these podcasts, man, they don't even want that way. They just, they heard it and they say it. Um, that may, I'm not trying to come off rude, but that's just how I feel about it. But I'm probably going to try to paint a very vague picture for people uh, just because it's, it's so easy to find me personally, you know? Yeah. yeah. You got a hundred trail cameras on, a, on, on several thousand acres. People find it and they know what kind of trail cameras you run. Like I've literally had this happen to me to where I had a, a unknown guy. I just passed on water trail. You know, I said hi to him. Well, he messaged my buddy, and he was like, "Dude, I just passed Josh Profit on this walking trail. There's got to be a big buck." Yeah, <laughs> that's the way it goes, dude. People just decide that you're in an area, so there's a deer there, but they don't realize how many times we walk around a property pulling cams, and there ain't shit there. We wouldn't waste a, a day there. You know, it just it ain't worth the time. You know, you know Man. it's there. You know it's there, but. You go pull cams and I don't even consider myself that good of a hunter, but you know, what I do consider myself is one of the hardest working bow hunters out there. Like there's nobody out there public or private that's going to outwork me and I'm not trying to come off the wrong way, but they're just not going to. Um, And that's where I find my success and you know, everybody else can do that too, but I'm not this great beer God with a, you know, bag of magic pixie dust in my pocket that knows everything. Yeah, I I think the reason that they've done it is you've been on so many shows over time, talked about it, that, you know, you are a good white toe hunter. I know you're humble and you said that you don't think you're that good, um, but you, you are good, dude. You, you, you find the deer, you kill the deer. Um, it would be really <laughs> interesting to be able to pull up a graph of, how many hunters out of, you know, you know, the, all the hunters in Kentucky, how many hunters have killed a buck the last X amount of years or had encounters with a shooter buck X amount of years? Cause then you would really know a percentage of how you were doing out there. But in the long run, it's, you're just versing yourself. So it, like you said, you, no one feels like they're doing a good job. Like me, I've been told a hundred times that I need to give myself more credit and stop telling people I don't know what the hell I'm doing on this show. But I'm a straight shooter, dude. I don't. A lot of times I feel like I don't know what the hell I'm doing out there because I get my ass kicked so many times. I do the wrong thing. I pick the wrong time to go in. I bump a deer. I pull the wrong camera. If I went and pulled this one, I'd got the intel. Could have made a move. Like there's just I made I make too many wrong decisions to consider myself good at this. I'm way better at other things, <laughs> you know, like I'm way better at being disciplined and, and working out and dieting. I'm, I'm good at that. Like I can do that, but this hunting shit, I haven't figured it out yet. Like, and it took me a while to figure out the, the dieting and the working out and figuring out what my body works good off and don't work good off. There's a lot of shit you got to learn. Um, 
But hunting, I don't think you're ever going to be, I don't feel like you're ever going to be like, oh, I got this shit. I finally got this shit. Like, I don't think you're ever going to go there. So for me on podcast, I'm going to go the same route as you, man. I'm going to have people on like, I mean, like, you know, over the last few years, I've been doing these series, the one that got away, not really a tactic talk, good content to make people think, you know, a guy made a mistake. How, what mistake did he make? Why did the gear get away, etc. Then I did the next seven days series where, you know, if a guy did the next seven days, this is what you got going on. I did the Legend of the Woods series. I'm going to go back to those kind of episodes, man. Um, if you've noticed my past content um, for months and months and months, haven't really been like really heavenly, heavenly, like public land scouting or et cetera, et cetera. Like the normal talk that you, like you said, that's regurgitated because I feel like I've covered the basics on that. And I come to a point where I want to talk about what I want to talk about. So I have people on that I want to talk about and I talk about random shit like this, you know, and um, there's going to come a point where shows have to get creative and, or people were, maybe people just love listening to the same thing over and over. I don't know, but I listen to shows um, and I always have more, I always get more out of a storytelling show than I do a tactic talk show because there's only so many times you can break down, you know, how to hang a mobile tree stand or what's the best setup or how to read rubs. Like there's only so many, there's nothing new groundbreaking about that stuff. So from here on out, I'm going with the legend of the woods, the, you know, the, the one that got away, um, more of that kind of stuff. And I think that I'll learn more from that, just understanding the situation that the guy's in. And I think that's kind of the same way you're going to do your podcast from here on out is, uh, it's just strictly some storytelling. Hopefully some guys can gain some knowledge from that as well. So, uh, the social media posts, and I know this is huge for you because you share some of the stuff with me sometimes, and it, it just blows my mind. Uh, you've, seen, you've seen what people have messaged. Oh, oh, yeah, it is crazy. Like, you share some stuff. I'm like, dude, these guys dig deep. Like, they're in there. Oh, like, yeah, they, they found the deer. They, they yeah. found their next year's deer. These, these people gave so much information that I have other people messaging me that I've already found exactly to the same two acres they were hunting. God, it's crazy. <laughs> so, so social media, how much do you think you should share on there of a buck that you're hunting? I think you can talk about it. I really do. I think it's good to talk a little bit of topic. I would not show any shreds. I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't definitely would show it the picture. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think you could talk about it kind of like you did with Bones this year. You know, not a lot of people. You were kind of talking about hunting him. You know, you're out there. You're you're showing the story, but no one knew what you had going on. Like no one knew what the buck was. No one knew exactly what the buck was. You never said the name um, because that's. You know, people say you name your deer, you don't name the deer, but it's a way that you can mark a deer. But if you say the name, people automatically know from two years ago you were talking about some deer. Like, oh, he's a giant. He's on this deer. <laughs> like, it's just, like, you got to be so, like, 
you got to be so like secretive about how you word stuff and how you post stuff and what what goes on social media because if you follow those hunting pages, the amount of people that post a shed with the backdrop or they post a buck trail cam picture with a backdrop or I got this buck on X public land. He was in here with some does, November, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you can't do that. Like, you can't post it on those pages where thousands and thousands of people see him. You know, it, most of my stuff, if I post on social media, like I said, trail cams, no date. It's cut in on the buck tight a lot of times. If I if I do want to, you know, share it for some content. If I am hunting, a lot of times it's tight shots, not pan shots, and it's shots of me in the tree, really hard to decipher. Um, but I, if you've noticed this year on social, I even cut back on how much I shared on what I had going on. I did the rut update podcast, and I didn't tell anybody if I was on public, if I was on private, if I was on this deer. I was just going, this is what happened, this is what i seen, this is what's going on. And nobody knows. I haven't shared pictures, en- enough intel. The only deer that anybody knows what they even look like is JoJo, the one that I missed. But no one knows where I missed it. No one knows if it was public, private. It, no one has any idea where that deer's at. You know? But I'm not even going to do that this year. If you, want you a, know. if you want a trail cam picture of the buck that I got going on, you're going to have to personal message me because I'm not sharing any content of what I got going in the in the oven that, that happened to me and I sent them the wrong one I mean I'll just do like you did I'll crop the date off yeah that's the uh, best thing that I found crop crop the date and time off crop in tight on the buck you're not you can still showcase what you got going on you can showcase um a lot of the story with the with the picture of the buck but people can't get the info they just get the picture of the deer and they're like well he's got a picture of this deer somewhere like that's a lot harder than because i mean i've done it where i've been walking ground oh there's a stealth cam over there or there's you know a moultrie cam over there and you remember that and then you see a picture from somebody someone else sent you that's a stealth cam and that buck's on that property you're like well i know where that cam's at you know so People are people are sneaky and finding their ways. So uh, a guy's got to be pretty deceptive in how he posts stuff. You personally don't gain anything off that. If you show a picture, it's just, it's nothing but clout. Yeah, I mean Look it's what, it's just it's, yeah. I mean if you're you, sharing it with a buddy, you get like to to talk about it. But if you're sharing it on social media without a story or just like look at this picture of this giant buck i got that's that's no, literally it's, all it is it's all about the clout and it's it you literally have nothing to gain but the people looking at it have everything to get yeah that's a good point and like like you mentioned in the past i probably posted some pictures of of bucks that i've been hunting and just just because but now every deer that i talk about pretty heavily is already dead <laughs> either i killed him or someone else killed him i'll talk all day about them deer you want to talk about those deer 100 percent. i'll give you every detailed nick cranny about what i got going on because that deer is dead and gone am i going to tell you what property was on no but I'm, i'll dive in deep with you we can talk about that because it's already a dead deer you know that i feel like that's that's an okay route to go so 
Another another social media. Do you share? Are you going to share the pictures of the bucks that you kill? Yeah, I, I will do that. Um, I'm just not to that point, and I don't put a lot of thought into that. I follow, I follow a a, a good guy, or I follow a guy, and I'm really he really gets on my nerves. Like I've contemplated just unfriending him. Um, we already know what kind of deer you want to kill. And so when you, when you post a picture of a deer and you cover his rack up, there's really not, you've already told me what I need to know. And if you tell me you killed a deer, that's, you know, even though I don't, I haven't seen it. Like, I know you like to shoot a deer over 150. Cause that's all you talk about. Or I know you like to let nothing but three-year-old deer walk. So you probably shot a four or five-year-old deer, which is probably a pretty good deer. Um, when I kill something, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to show it, but I can't promise you. I may even lie to you what state I killed it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I will probably showcase the same. I'll probably, you know, show the picture and that, like I said, you're, you're running a brand, you're running a platform it's nice to be able to share your accomplishments with people and, you know, killing a buck that you went out there and worked for is a huge accomplishment. Um, and I love seeing pictures with dead bucks. I, I like seeing that. That's what 90% of my feed is on social media. Um, so I will as well share pictures. I don't think, I think that I will, I think 90% of my stuff will be stage picks, not at the kill site. That's what I did oh, this year. Absolutely. Mine have always been that way. Yeah. So a lot of times, oh, like right when I got up to the bucks, I've took pictures with it, with the backdrop. I took pictures dragging it out. I took pictures getting it out. Like that, that stuff, I'll take pictures of that to put, I got a, like the old school flip through actual photo book that me and my kids go through. They love it. They're going to think it's cool as shit when they get older. And hopefully if I go through it with my grandkids, you know, I'm going to put it in there, but I ain't sharing that shit. All my stuff like this, this year, I took my pictures at night in a cornfield. I'm like, find me, dude. Find where I killed this buck. I dare you. Snow's on the ground at night in a cornfield and it's negative four out. Like, <laughs> I'm like. That that's what you guys are getting. I'm burned this year. That's what you guys are getting. You know, I did a I did a lot of tights on mine. A lot of tights. Yeah. I dropped my stop down so it had that creamy, milky background. But I mean, I was still eight miles away from where I killed the deer when I took my pictures. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's I mean, something that I'm not going to do because can people get intel from that? Hell yeah, they can. I shared well, like a dumbass. I shared. The tree stand that I killed, like a picture of the stand that I killed the deer out of, like the setup. You know, talking about hunting hunt setup. Find it dead hunting or find it scouting. Yeah, like, and then the next year, there's a stand in the exact same damn tree. I'm like, bro, if you had any idea how junk that spot was 93% of the season, like, <laughs> you know, I was in there on one buck that used that area and another buck happened to come through there. Like, it's not a good spot. And obviously, it's not a really good spot because that stand wasn't there very long. But right. the guy would, a guy would rather not find, not work for any of the intel 
see my post that I picture like I'm in this junk ass tree. Here's my setup. I'm leaning forward. I'm making it like as a joke post. Like I can't believe this actually worked. I'm in this tree that's six inches around, no cover, not very high. And then the next, the next time I go out there, there's a, a permanent tree stand hung in that tree. And I'm like, this is the God awfulest tree to hang a stand in. And this guy just put a permanent stand and locked it on there. The only reason that guy is there is because of that post that I made. You know, you really have to watch your landmark. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta watch that. So, I mean, everything from the trees, the fields, the the roads, uh, rivers, the creeks, any kind of backdrop, you really gotta pay attention to that. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. I'm not going to say necessarily I'm kind of shady, but I don't want to call it shady. I, I just feel like everybody start needs to be a little bit more covert with what they're talking about and where they're going. Because in the future, in the near future, sooner than later, it's going to get out of hand. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter if you live in Michigan and you're, and you're going to Indiana to hunt and you, and you think it's safe to talk about it. Like it's, it's really not, man. It's it's yeah. a small world, and people dive into comments and looking at profiles, and you know, with the way TikTok is now, and yeah, dude, I uh, didn't know it got as in depth. But then you're sending me this stuff. I'm like, there's guys out there that are spending hours of deciphering through shit to figure out where X buck is. Like they're going from post to another post because this guy's tagged in that post, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Like there's guys that are really that doesn't even cross my mind. Well, because you know you got this guy that say, "Hey man, I went to the Delta, I hit the Delta in Mississippi, I killed there were two booners down there, and I killed one of them." And then he just talks all about it. And then he starts breaking down the property and talking about the people he ran into. And then the, all that, that it just gets let out of the bag so easy and they can find it. Don't, it doesn't matter where you're from, or where you're coming or going, like they're going to find it. Yeah. And that, that's like, that's me. It's so hard to run a podcast because you want that intel. You want that story. But from here on out, like you said, you just got to be, I'll let the guy talk about it if he wants to, but I'll tell us. I'll, I'll tell stories, but I ain't going it super in depth like that because it's just not. It's not no. worth it, you know. You're doing no. it. You're doing it. You're, you're doing it for <clears throat> two reasons, like you said. You're doing it because you don't even realize that people would go and do that, or you're doing it to, to get some clout and say I killed this buck, you know. Which we yeah, all we man. all want to kill giant bucks, you know, and and showcase what we got going on. There's nothing wrong with that, but I think I just think ninety percent of the people don't even realize how far how deep the depths will go of what people will do to find find that buck. No, they won't. And like I'm gonna to touch on private ground a little bit. Um, you know, like some of these guys think that they're safe, man, and you know, around my parts, man, they're really not. I, I dated a girl for a couple of years that was an outfitter. And I'm telling you right now, man, you may have a little farm that's 150 acres that you've had permission to hunt. And there may be an outfitter that'll pay $40 an acre for it. So, of course, it's gone. 
Yeah, that's 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 been happening forever around here, man. Someone kills a nice buck, or what happens is they either sell it, the landowner either sells it because someone goes in there and offers them money, or it goes to an outfitter. And it's just a brutal cycle. But my 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 situation happened on private ground. You know, it was, you know, private small piece and a small piece next to it. And that guy wouldn't even have been there if I didn't say, well, this buck's alive and he's looking solid. You know, my dumb ass. Um, now, would I kill that buck? No, but did that, you know, it's harder to say you deserve to kill a buck. He, he didn't deserve a buck. But that guy hadn't been out there all year, didn't even have that, wasn't even going to hunt that property, he said. You know, and that that's where it was like, you weren't even, you didn't put, you put zero effort and time into anything until I said something. But, like I said, I'm the dumbass that said it, so <laughs> it's it comes back on me. You know, that's why I took the route I, I took. You know, it's just it's just the way that I'm I'm going to do things from here on out and I think it's going to be better. I'm still going to be able to chat with people. I'll still be able to do live chats in there and I know that the people there support me and what I got going on and they're not they're not going to, you know, they're not going to dog me like that cuz that's just a straight dog move, I think. Like if that guy messaged me and said, "Oh man, that deer is alive." Yeah, I think I'll go in there after him. Cool. Like, that's better than low-key, no communication, and then waiting till after deer season to let me know that he killed him. That was the kicker, dude. Like, it was basically like, hey, you're a dumbass, and here's why. Like, that's what that's what happened. And that was the moment I was like, it's over. You know, I'm done. Do, uh, do you want to cover the story of bones at all or are you comfortable doing that or what do you think i mean yeah i'm i'm good with it there's you know not no i had three years of history with the deer and i you know, when people when i say that that sounds like a lot but two of the years i really wasn't worth hunting so there's not a big story i mean it was just a big deal but we can i don't care to go over it i meant like the story with the guy who backdoored you yeah i mean uh, so the guy that backdoored me, we were lifelong friends. Like I'm, t- I've taken him home before he could drive. So he was more like a, a little brother than a friend. And this piece of property, I was the actual one to turn him on to it. Like I was like, Hey man, you should try here. And, uh, it's thousands of acres and it covers half the County. It's really broken up. And, uh, him and I were both hunting it this year and I just, I told him I wasn't. And, uh, he ended up seeing my truck and I'm telling you, dude, he reached out to everybody. There was one guy that I was really good friends with and he kept reaching out to this guy because he didn't know that I was good friends with him. And man, just the, the text messages alone that, that were, he was talking about me just like man it just makes you want to get white knuckled make your you know grit your teeth it makes you so mad um and there were times where my buddy was like well why don't we just ask you know josh and he was he was just straight up like no don't tell josh i'm asking these um 
he was dropping pins on my truck. Um, and I ended up confronting him about it. Um, and he, he told me that, you know, he wasn't going to do anything. And, but that's a lie. Like he was going through way too much work not to do something. And I actually told him the deer was, uh, on a different piece of property and that, uh, a girl I knew had messaged me and told me about it. I thought he was dead. I just made up a big story and he messaged her. <laughs> Damn. You guys going then, deep. Uh, I was told, and I don't know how true this is, so take it with a grain of salt, but I was told that he was, like, asking around, like, some whitetail addiction guys, asking, poking around questions, and anyways, but once he found my truck, he, it was, like you said, he already knew what deer I was hunting after he found my truck, because I showed him pictures of it two years before, so he put two and two years, two and two, uh, two together, and, uh, you know, he we could have salvaged our friendship. All he had to do was tell me he was sorry. Like, it, own up to it, tell me he was sorry. But I got every excuse in the book, all the way down to where you think you're too good for me. And, dude, I've tagged along with this guy turkey hunting just to take pictures. I've packed his corn for, for him on that particular piece of property. I've showed him trail camera pictures. Like, get out of here, man. Like, you just did me dirty. <laughs> yeah. He dogged so, you there, man. I mean, he didn't have any ground to stand on. And, uh, you know, there were a couple guys. He had another buddy that was dropping pins on my truck. And uh, I kind of let them both know what how I felt. And um, still to this day, neither one of them's reached out and, and just told me, hey, man, what I did was wrong. I'm sorry. Cause that's all it would take. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's just deer hunting. It's just the deer, whether it's 130 inch deer or 230 inch deer. Uh, it's a big deal to me, but I, you know, it's yeah. not something to me that's worth completely ruining a friendship. But if you can't man up and, and do what's right, then you probably don't even need to be my friend to begin with. Yeah, I agree. Man, that's tough, man. It's just like, it's a giant deer, understand. But the the bad thing about it is he didn't even he would didn't even know what deer it was at first. You know, he was just well, so it, adamant on figuring out what you had going on that he's going it, through all that effort just to figure out what you know why you're being secretive because he he probably knew you were on something giant, you know, because you're being kind of low key about it. Well, I mean, everybody knows me. I tell everybody I hunt like a coyote. You know, I hunt for opportunity. I've never been a big buck hunter. Don't know that I ever will be. Um, and I was all in on this deer. And I was only all in on this deer because it was a once-in-a-lifetime ex- opportunity, you know. It's 230, 240-inch deer. Um And then so that alone, when people knew that I was all in on bones, and I – that. I think a lot of that is my own fault for talking about it the way that I did. Mm. I didn't tell nobody where I was at. I didn't show any pictures, but just me talking about it got pins dropped on my truck. Yeah. Crazy, man. It's like you want to, you want other people to live through this moment with you because it's such a cool journey and story, um, but you can't until it's over. 
Like you just got to go out there dogging by yourself until it's over. And then that's when you, you drop the, the details. That's, that's how I'm going to do it, man. But the bad thing about it is, you know, we've kind of kicked ourselves by, you know, creating, and I, I know there's haters out there. Oh, listen, to these guys, bitch, they got a, they've been talking about what they got going on for years. Well, you know, it's easy to be a hater, but if if you haven't shared anybody, if you haven't, sh- there's been someone that's been after the deer that you're after because you've said something as well. It don't take a podcast. All it takes is a freaking cell phone trail cam pick. Like it doesn't take a bunch of people to hear. It takes one person to hear. So this could hit you whether you think it, you know, it would never happen to you or not. And that, um, I did a poll on Instagram um, just to kind of get a median of what we had going on. Um, and I asked, you know, do, do you, do you sell, tra- do you share trail camp picks? And, uh, the verdict for the first one, I got, uh, Oh, hang on. I got a hundred, about 116 votes. 86% of them said yes. 14% of them said no. Um, and then I did a vote where I said, do you post bucks um, that you've killed on social media? And I got about the same amount of votes for that. And I got uh, 84% yes, 17 or 16% no. So about the same on both ends. Uh, might have been the same people that don't show trail camera pictures, might not post pictures of the bucks they kill on social media. Um but it seems like, you know, 85%, that's a pretty high percentage of the people out there, you know, for an average that are doing the same thing that we're doing and thinking that nothing's going to happen to them. You know, it's just, um, that's why when you said let's podcast about this, I'm like, this is perfect, man. It's a perfect situation for what I'm going through, what you're going through. And hopefully it's opened some eyes to a few people so we can slow the trend of what we see going on. Absolutely, man. I mean, it kills me when I see these out-of-state hunters come in here and talk, tell where they're at and post the pictures just because they don't live here. Like, man, you have no clue what you're doing to yourself. You have no clue what you're doing to me um, because the stuff spreads so fast, man. And yeah. it spreads to so many people, like it literally makes it around the Midwest in a couple of days. I mean, thousands of people. And then by the time the you know, the seasons here, you know, God only knows how many hands and eyes it's went through. Oh yeah, it's just like that uh picture of that giant buck that, that I'm sure you've seen it, that giant mainframe eight that, that guy found deadheaded today. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, how many shares does that thing have? Like, I've seen it on multiple, multiple pages, you know, of people sharing it. And then there's that, there's that, I can't think of, it's some southern buck. It's got a kicker off its three and a kicker off its two. And the guy took a picture right in front of the management area where he killed it. I'm like, and it's been shared a shitload of times because it's a big deer. But you know how many people were like, Shit, I'm going to check that out. I'm going to check that area out, you know? And the guy who posted that, did he think that that would happen? It probably wasn't even on his mind. 
he was like, oh, yeah, I just take a picture here. But like I said, hopefully us talking about this reaching people and they don't you ain't got to be a D-bag about it, but you just got to talk a little bit less about what you got going on or this stuff's going to start happening to you. I, I really think it's about the clout. Everybody wants to be a me monster, and I think that because I've been that guy. Look what I've done. Look where I've been. Look at my success. Not saying that I'm better than you, but just like, look, yeah, look want, at me. You, want, you know, you're proud of what you've accomplished and your success, and you want other people to look at it, you know. And that that's like I said, that's that's part of it, man. I've been there, doing the same thing when we started this. We didn't know, like we're brand new. We had no idea. We we're just a couple guys that were talking about what we've done, bucks we've killed, what we learned. Um, and I feel like if someone went back to the first podcast to now and listened to all my stuff, they would see the transition of a hunter that I turned into. And I got into that stage where I was like sharing everything because I thought it was cool and people were liking it. And now I'm at the stage where I'm not sharing anything. And, and you know, the there's people that made me this way, you know. So it sucks that you can't do it. But like I said, it's just something that needs to slow down. And at least if you're going to post something, think about what you're what you're doing. You know, like you said, you know, I'm going to tell everybody that's listening to this, like if you do a podcast or something like like keep keep a couple things in your hip pockets, like, you know, like don't tell all your secrets, you know, don't don't tell every don't tell everything because they're, they're people learn this way. Yeah. You know, there there's but there's been so many there's been probably just as many big bucks die because of trail cameras as there are have been podcasts in the last five years oh i guarantee it of, of how people have learned how to hunt terrain learned how to hunt swamps who have transitioned into mobile hunting mm-hmm. uh, i mean and that's great that's great but it's start it's it's really getting to the point from a guy that's done this for going on two decades on this public land like it's almost out of hand. And I really think all it goes back to is the clout, the views, the likes, the look at me. Um, and when you, where you get, where you get where I am now, like, man, it just ain't worth it. Like I've posted a lot and I've started to, you know, to tone it down, to be a little bit more covert, but Man, I'm not lying to you. There's there's been times to where I've been in the stand. And I'm like, dude, I could just, I want to delete it. Like, I just don't even want to have it. Yeah, um, I I get that a lot too. I told my wife, I said, if I didn't have a brand and what I got going on, I probably wouldn't have any social media because I don't use it for anything other than that. This, you know, that's that's the only thing I use it for. Like, I my I like if you go to my personal page, I hardly ever post anything on there, you know, and if it is, it's stuff about my family. My wife tagged me in, you know, nothing, very little that I post, you know, so it's, uh, like I said, it was, it's a hard pill to swallow, you know, to say that you're doing it for the clout, but that's, that's the truth. You know, you know, you want to share the stories, you, you know, you're, 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 you know, and, 
especially if it's just a picture of a buck, you know, with, you know, but there's value. Like I said, there's value in sharing the stories too. Like there's huge value in that for guys like me who really enjoy it. But there, it just sucks that there is just people that just wait for people to do that and just attack, you know, like when, when, Dan's posting these stories on Facebook every day. I'm reading everything. When Clint McCoy posts a story about a buck, I read it all. When Moose is out there scouting and does an Instagram live video, I enjoy it. Like, I love that shit. Am I anywhere remotely thinking how I can sneak in and hunt any of these deer that these guys are on? That's not even on my radar. But for some guys, that's probably the first thing that they think. You know, no, so man, are we, so are we wrong for posting the content for, for the clout or to share our experience or are they wrong for doing what they're doing? You know, what's, what's the worser of the, of the evils? I think you have to be, you have to have a happy medium because like, for instance, you know, there's only a few States you can actually hunt a velvet deer in. And so, you know, a lot of people, you know, hop on that. And, it, you know, everybody that goes somewhere and hunts a velvet deer, like, hey, I'm going to Nebraska and, you know, the hunting public or whatever, like, people realize, like, dude, they went to Nebraska two years in a row and killed four bucks between six people. Like, we can do that. Let's, it's time to go to Nebraska and then be like, and then they, and then that's where it starts. They start funneling things down or were they in east nebraska or west west nebraska or central nebraska and then it just smashed just this yeah spiral domino effect and i'm telling you it just goes downhill i would be safe to say that you know nothing against the hunting public i love their stuff great dudes i've met them talked to them personally but i bet you their content is probably they i bet you they've transferred more people to public land hunting and to getting into public land than anybody else combined across the board. Like, I mean, it's it's just him, and, you know, him, Dan Johnson, or not Dan Johnson, sorry, Dan Infault, um, those guys that are, you know, all public, 95% public talking about it. Those, those big people that have been doing it for a long time, they've probably, man, we haven't even been, a, you know, a, a drop in the bucket to – to what they got going on for the amount of exposure, you know, but uh, man, it's good stuff. I like it, you know, I, I like it too. And I just, I'm just urging people just to be a little bit more cautious about yeah. what you said. Yeah. Definitely a hard topic to, to pick, you know, what, what is the worser of the evils? Like, no, I mean, like, like you touched on the hunting public. Like I think, there's ups and downs like these guys are they've created a brand and they've made a living off of it and they've done a good job and like i respect that like i really do i'm not knocking them at all but like the guys that's has been hunting the public ground for almost two decades like me like you can literally see the bell curve in it you can see the the trend coming and the pressure picking up and um with the way that everything is, man, you just have to be real careful with what you say and what you do. Yeah. I hunted a lot of public private mix when I was growing up and never really 
ran into anybody, but I was in Southern Missouri. But when I came up here to Illinois in 2014 and started hunting public, I was like laughed at because it was my only option. Like people were like, what the hell are you doing? Like that you're wasting your time, you know? And I wasn't seeing giant bucks, but I was still getting on deer and it was an option for me to go. But it's crazy that, you know, that was less than 10 years ago. And now, no. now if you don't hunt public, what are you doing? It's like a complete hundred degree <laughs> switch. Like if you hunted public back then, you weren't cool. You know, you, you weren't, you didn't have enough money to get your own private ground. You didn't have any connections to get your own private ground. You know, blah, 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 blah. You ain't killing anything. You're, you're not, you're, you're putting up with people out there walking in on you. I would never do that. That's what I used to hear all the time. I would never do that. I hate that. I would never put myself in that situation. And now the same people that said that are hunting public. <laughs> so, like, like you said, it definitely has been a light switch event to, to uh, switch from, like, private ground stuff isn't as cool anymore. You know? <laughs> it's just not. It's just not. For for people to listen to, people to talk about, um, it's just not, you know, it's not as, as the hype ain't there for it. I just like wild places, big adventures. Yeah, there is something about. I like. I like to walk. I like to walk a lot. I mean, I really like to walk a lot, and I can tell you from experience the way that the deer are on private ground versus public ground. The deer on the public ground will go miles further than deer on the private ground, and it's strictly due to pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, But they really will. but it's trendy man it's it's fun and it's trendy and you know there's still room for people but you know you just got to be respectful of it, of one another yeah i always say on on here you know if you want to start a podcast do it you know go for it if you want to start a youtube brand do it and go for it but man it's so saturated right now that <clears throat> to start a platform and and get you know any listener you should be happy with any listeners at all or any viewers at all because it's just such there's so many people doing it that it's a it's a really really tough game i i got in like me and homie got in like right when it was getting kind of full you know and now it's just like jeez dude it's there's so many of them like i love podcasts there's no way i could absorb the amount of content that comes out weekly it's just insane you just have to pick and choose so, well, man, I really, really enjoyed this, this conversation with you, man. This is cool. I've been doing these podcasts where there's, there's a direction, but there's, it's more of a conversation between buddies instead of like a, well, do this tactic, do that tactic. And I'm really enjoying these kind of shows where I can get some more feeling and less tactic talk, you know, been really enjoying that. So I really appreciate you offering to come on and talk about this and, excuse me, hella props to you for, you know, being brave enough that said to come out and say that, you know, you feel like it's for the clout. Cause I, that's hard to do, dude. But like you said, it's, it's right. After you said it, I'm like, shit, that's, that's right, man. That's he's right. <laughs> yeah, there's so. no other, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it just did. I just call it like I see it. I cut yeah. through the beans and, yeah. and just call it like I see it. So. I mean, there's other reasons, but that's definitely one that's there because, you know, it's, part of the part of the game of having a podcast or filming or anything man it's just 
part of it. You do it because you love it, but man, you want to show that story. You want to tell that story. It's so hard not to, you know, because you want other people to enjoy it as much as you are. I mean, one way to to look at it is, and I I really do believe this, I think that if we lost social media, we would look, the hunter numbers would go down. I think so too. I believe so too. Just, I mean, just the new hunter numbers would go down too. I remember when I first started hunting, dude, I, I, God, if someone's seen me walking into public ground now with what I had, the gear I had back then, the shit I was doing, trying back then, like it, it just not, it's just, it would, I would, they would be, I would be hated. Dude, I would be super hated. You know, I was walking in with a loud climber, the one you had to put the metal pins in. My lazy ass wasn't putting the pins in the cable, so they were bouncing around, you know, didn't have camo really, had some bullshit stuff that I'd wear, made two different bottoms or something that didn't match, and kind of walking around way too much. But there's nobody out there then, you know. But, man, I'd be that guy that everybody hated because um, I was just trying to learn what the hell I was doing. I shot a doe opening evening of the on public land off the ground with a bow and drug that deer out all the way through a whole bunch of guys that were hunting the first day of bow season. <laughs> like back then I'm like, hell yeah, bro. I got a deer. Like it, it what like I'm dragging it through. Like I shoot it early in the evening. I'm dragging through prime time. Like not even realizing that I'm messing up. <laughs> like I'm just, I just happy. I shot a deer dude. And the guys were actually pretty cool. Like they were congratulative toward to it. You know, it wasn't a, as big a deer that a deal that I, if I did that now, holy shit, bro, they would hang me out there. I'd be crucified out there on the public land. <laughs> so I did it on Thanksgiving Day one time. Oh, it's just like back back when you know it's a little simpler, and I always think about you know if I never started if I if I wasn't this committed to the podcast, you know if I was three months in, would I keep going? You know, if I didn't love it so much, would I, would I be here? But I, I love that. I love these conversations, man. When, how are we going to call, how, how am I going to call you for an hour and a half and talk about this shit? Like <laughs> it ain't, it ain't going to happen unless I have this platform, man. And I think that <clears throat> we gave a lot of value to the guys to think about, think about some stuff in this episode. And I, man, I, you know, if you got a buddy that you share stuff with, Maybe send this episode to him and be like, hey, dude, you know, I know we share stuff back and forth, but I listened to this episode, um, and maybe I'm, I'm thinking about taking a different route, and maybe he'll listen to it and agree, you know? Might be a great way to open the door to to say, hey, guys, I'm kind of shutting down on the, the details. So, but, all right, man, well, I won't take up all your night. Thank you so much for coming on again, and, and bless me with your presence, dude. God. I appreciate it, man. It's always a good time. All right, guys. Well, that is a wrap on this episode. Man, I enjoyed this one. This was a fun conversation. Hopefully, it opened some eyes. Um, and just like we always say at the end of the podcast, try to do the right thing. And goes back to it. You know, at the end there, we're saying, you know, who's who's the worse or evil? You know, the guys that are sharing the information or the guys that are using the information. So. Limit yourself on both of those if you are doing either one. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not the all say, all be, so you share whatever you want to share, but 
my content will definitely change throughout the year. Um, I mentioned it on here. I did go to a Patreon account. Um, it's under Whitetail Legacy on Patreon, and that's where all my all my content will be going when I decipher what bucks I got going, what properties I'm hunting, what I got going on. Everything will be on there exclusively to that platform just because of this exact topic of the struggles of sharing content and, and having a brand and what people do. So with that being said, always try to do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy and white to legacy is out to what coming in your ear holes next Wednesday with another episode. Love you guys. Appreciate it. Have a good week. We out.